RTC 89.1 RTC Welcome to another segment of um, Financially Speaking. And I hope all of you had a wonderful um, weekend. It was a long weekend, you know, as we celebrated um, the crucifixion and resurrection of um, Jesus Christ. And, of course, we also had um, Carifta of the weekend. Um, I was in the Bahamas, but not for Carifta. <laughs> My niece got married, so I was there. Didn't get to see Carifta. But congratulations to... Um, to all of the persons that participated, um, particularly um, those two persons that um, got three medals, um, Antoine Joaquin and Love Joseph, congratulations. Uh, I, did, I have a lot of work to do, but um, it's still good. And I, I, I wish, you know, hopefully next year we'll do, we'll do better. But, but at, least we, at least we got some medals. We didn't walk away with no medals. And so congratulations, of course, to Jamaica and the Bahamas first and second place. Well, today um, it's always a pleasure to have um, this guest on my show, um, and this is Honorable E.J. Saunders, um, and um, he's no stranger. As you know, he used to be the co-host of Financially Speaking. Um, this is probably his third or fourth time now on the show as the Deputy Premier of the Turks and Caicos Islands. So um, I don't think we need to introduce him any further, but I don't know if he wants to say any opening remarks. Um, please go ahead, Honorable, and welcome uh, to the show. Well, thank you again, uh, Drexel, for having me. You're correct that I used to be the uh, the co-host of this. I think I might have came on might have once as the deputy leader of the party, and maybe twice now as the uh, as the deputy premier and the minister of finance. But it's always fun. It's a fun show. Uh, sometimes I think we have these fun debates. Yes, and, yes, it's and, good. And it makes for interesting conversations. Yes. And so. Um, I just want to let the, the public know I was supposed to come on this show shortly after, actually just before the, the State of the State address, because you had, uh, you had written uh, an article grading the government. Yes, I did. And, and we, uh, we felt that it needed to be uh, debated and addressed, and so we wanted to come onto the show and address it. But it's been so long since then. It's, been like, it's certainly been a full month. It has, yeah, because yes. that was at the end of February, and now yeah. and, and and now we're into April, so it's been a full month. So it's no longer hot news. It's just that um, you you kept on pushing me back. You know, so, more and more and more, <laughs> and a more important event started popping up. And yeah. So, so you didn't agree with my grade? Uh no, of course not. We didn't. We didn't agree. I mean, but it wasn't one grade. You know, you, you grade different things. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it was different topics, grades. and I yeah, and I assign and, a grade yeah, to and, it. And, and rumor has it that even since then, that you've given us all A pluses. I have. That's what the rumor <laughs> that, 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 that you've reassessed those grades. No, and, I haven't. That, I haven't. And that you've given us all A pluses since then. Oh, really? So, no, I haven't. I haven't changed my grades. You know. You haven't changed any of them. No, I haven't changed any of my grades at yeah. all. No, no. You, not, not, you haven't changed your opinion. No, okay. uh, not at the time of reading that article. No. Okay, no, so, I haven't. Yeah, but so since I, the state address, um, more things came to clarity. But I, I didn't change my my grades. Right, so, yeah. so I mean, that's a good way to start the conversation, I guess. And we can of talk, course, we, we of can course. Talk about uh, what you thought the performance for the for the first fifty percent of our term, the first two years, uh, I guess. Well, you know, prior to the, I will tell you this: prior to the state of the state address, I had many concerns. Um, as you know, one of my biggest critique of the government is I find that um, is lack of communication and there are a lot of things that was revealed at the state of state address 
that we, I, we the people didn't even know until the state of a state address, and I and which was which was very hopeful and promising, and I think if if the government can do a better job in in communicating. I personally believe if I were in government, I'll be communicating at least on a monthly basis. I'm not going to just wait on the cabinet minutes. I'm not going to wait on um, House of Assembly meetings. Every month, I will be having a meeting with the people, and I think that's part of the problem. But but there was some there was some clarity um, after the state of state address, which which um, provided a lot of a lot of hope for the people. Uh, governments, um, I, I think you're right. I mean, government. It's not just the this government. I think governments have not um, adopted the, like how you have a White House press conference. And I believe you actually have a White House press conference every day. Mm-hmm. And and uh, even though the President of the United States doesn't attend every single one, you have a press secretary that, that updates the, the the press that follows the White House. We, uh, as a government, we we don't have press conferences regularly, and, and, we, and we probably certainly should. I think also that fits in, uh, with the personality of the person in the chair. You know, you have some people who, who like uh, dealing with the press, who likes posting. Like you see, the governor, as an example, love posting. He probably posted every day. He did. <laughs> and, and our premier is, is not someone who's big in social media. So I think it also fits with the personality. But the premier has spoken a lot about his communications directorate, which is coming on. And I think that will make it easier where we have regular uh updates to the public too and, and then there's also now the uh the communication director is has, doesn't have a head yet but we've got it stood up and so you would see the premier's newsletter coming out uh, a few times talking I've about seen some, that mm-hmm. some of the things that the office of the premier particularly has achieved and so uh, i think in the future you'll start to see it moving to the point where we have um where we're not just having a press conference once every year during the state of the state address, it'll become more frequent, and um, and that we would. I don't know if we're going to get to once a week, but uh, but I do think that um, at least we should have. A, I think we should have a press conference every week. It doesn't mean that the premier has to be having a state of the state type um, mm-hmm. address type every week, but I think at least one minister should should come up at least every week and speak to certain things. I agree. And uh, and there, there are eight ministers, including the premier. And, you know, so you wouldn't have to come up once every two months. Uh, and I think I think that's what we should do. And I spoke with the premier of that, uh, that kind of idea that we should we should do it a way where cabinet is um, cabinet is every other Wednesday, except maybe we like to be having cabinets in between, but mm-hmm. cabinet is officially every other Wednesday. And my, and my belief is that the uh, by Thursday the cabinet uh, minutes um, is completed, and uh, and I do believe that if you send the minutes to the press, not publicly, but send it to the press on Thursday, you could have a press conference early the next mm-hmm. week, and then the press would have had the, the minutes and enough time to be able to formulate their questions. Right, and so the next weekend. So my view is that we should be having a press conference at the minimum at least every two weeks, but in between cabinet weeks, so the press and the public would have had a week with the cabinet minutes to be able to formulate their questions coming out of it. And I think you can rotate the ministers mm-hmm. and having a minister do it at least every other week. But but ideally, in terms of communications, good communications would require um, at least a. Uh, press conference every every week but mm-hmm. i wouldn't use the same minister over and over yeah I, I i agree with that um as the minister of finance um 
I know the the government's year end is uh, March thirty first. Yeah. And I I know you we're in April now. Um, can you tell us um, when when can the public expect the budget on um, the budget for twenty twenty three twenty twenty four to 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 be presented to the House of Assembly? Well, we um, we long story short, we're going to present the budget in the middle of May. Middle of May, so middle, middle of next the 15th, month. About the fifteenth, yeah. Uh, the f- yeah, we we could have uh, we could have pushed and cut something short and probably have it in in, uh, in April, but you know the uh, there's a number of things going on. The premier has to travel uh, to the coronation, the the JMC, I think. So there's a number of things that are coming mm-hmm. up. And, but isn't that in May as well? The the coronation. Uh, well, he's he's going to be traveling be- before that too. Okay. okay. So the so like I said, we could have pushed it very very, we could have pushed it very close and try to get it out. But it, we would have had to cut some days short, and I didn't want to have anything with the premier, at least with the budget, with the premier out of the country, and so uh, and so it's going to be in, in May. So it's it's ready to be honest, mm-hmm. I mean, but the uh, we can't as soon as it's ready, you can't just present it because you have to lay it. Mm. And then you have to um, give the uh, appropriations committee time to go through it. So mm-hmm. certain processes that mm-hmm. you can't, as soon as you've done it, you can't just go in the house and pass it. Mm-hmm. So when you calculate all of those things, right. in the minimum, the minimal amount of time, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to be delivering it in, um, in the middle of May, okay. and which will give us uh, a bit of breathing space. So a bit like we're not cutting it anything short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there any... Um I mean, I know the budget. I know it's not on May, but is there anything you could tell us that any any big any big ticket items that um, you think that hasn't been covered in the past that'll be covered in this year's budget that you could share with us uh, at this well, time? Well, thing about it, I, um, I I I like the uh, people to tune in and, okay. and hear it. I don't want you know. I'm not one of. The, but you can't tease us with something where where the uh, it's going to be historic. I can say that, and and uh, and we're doing well. And, uh, Historic and in terms of the revenue that's realized, I, I, I think we're doing a lot of things on a much grander scale than, mm-hmm. than, than before. I, okay. I, and I know that when we, uh, when when I was campaigning and when I became minister of finance, and I talked about growth, and uh, and everyone would, would say, and I would even say it before, every, all things being the same, the country will naturally grow, mm-hmm. organic growth. You know, you'll have one or two more tourists come. Um, a year over the previous year, and you will get a little bit more revenue. Mm-hmm, uh, and so, when you're talking about one, two, three percent growth, I, I wouldn't jump up and down uh, by that. But I, but last year we grew thirty some percent over the previous year, and and I think we still have strong growth, and the country is doing very well. And that's why I said it's historic. Has, it's historic. Um, but I'm but I'm excited by the fact that we, as a country. Uh, our issue isn't finance issue. Our issue is being able to get our complete the projects that uh, we want to complete. Our, uh, I would say our ambition. Our ambition mm. exceeds the ability of the government to be able to deliver on that. And it's just how government is structured right now. We cannot deliver a year's worth of projects within 365 days. It just, they just don't get yeah. done. Yeah. And then yeah. every year we end with a huge underspend. Mm. Uh, and I think just just how government is structured, and so the way it's structured right now, I don't think you could complete any any ambition of a government within a government term. You know? But I mean, I, I understand what you're you saying. understand what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I don't I think gov- government that... is, government is designed to be nimble to allow you to, yeah. to pull up all of the all of the uh, all of your objectives within one term. And I think that's what a lot of people are concerned about 
You know, we're talking about all of this um, um, revenue, but we don't see any um, physical stuff happening, um, you know, physical, so to speak, you know. But, but the good thing about it, though, is that we, um, we, 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 are, we are bringing in enough revenue to fund our ambitions. But the impediment is the ability to achieve our ambitions mm -hmm. by get by getting the projects completed. So, in time. okay, so what can you, as the as a, you know, as given that you know the fourteen to one, like we'll refer to you as fourteen to one, don't you have enough um, power enough to 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 change or to implement the changes that is causing the delay in in the implementation of projects? Is there something you guys could could roll out? I um I th I think it's going to get better. Uh, I don't know if we have the power as much as we we were tweaking things, and I and I don't think it's going to be to change it. I don't think it's going to be a revolutionary change. I don't think you're going to see a change for within four years. All of a sudden, it's 180 degrees different mm. change, as people like to say, 360 degrees. But you know what I mean. So you need uh, a second term then. I I think it's it's going to be more of an evolutionary change. You need a second term then. Well, I mean, we, we we want a second term, and I think we're going to get it. But I don't think it's that. I don't think I'm not trying to suggest that. I'm trying to suggest that the way the system is set up and the fact that we're a UK colony, they're not going to make revolutionary changes to anything. You're not going to go all of a sudden one day you've got this constitution and mm -hmm. you've got a completely so, different constitution. Okay. I think they're going to make tweaks. Mm -hmm. and if you look over, over a period of time and you look back 15 years, you may say, we've come a long way. But I don't think from year to year you're going to see any big, 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 big changes. Okay. I understand. But so, so, so people listening, right, break it down to us. Give us one or two examples. Um, explain to us why, why the delay? Give us an example. Well, why why things are taking long? Uh, well, give me give me one thing, okay? Um, so people could appreciate it. All right, let me let me say this, and this is, and this, understand is it, this, this, this is not a fault of any. So I'm not putting the blame on any on any yeah. individual. I'm just talking about the process, and I've said it before. The premier uh, disagrees with me on it, but but I'm but I'm certain I'm correct on this. We don't. We don't govern by an individual leader. Independent countries do that. Uh, and so you can make policy changes at the microphone, meaning that Mia Motley can go under the microphone, get the feel of the crowd and say, I guarantee you next week we're going to implement this. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. we, we govern by a committee. That committee the is cabinet. cabinet. The committee is cabinet. And cabinet, you need consensus. and um, And so... Despite what people may think, as a minister of finance, I can't go there and say to anyone, uh, pick a road or pick a constituency and say, this road is going to get paved. We're going to move, we're going to pass the money for, uh, man, to, to pave that road. Because we may be able to get the budget for roads generally, and then uh, some contracts have to be awarded. But those contracts will still have to come to the, uh, the to, to well, go through procurement. But even when it goes through procurement, it has to come to cabinet to be approved. Mm -hmm. And it can be a simple thing as we say, okay, Drex will uh, seem or a paving company. And then it get there. And if someone goes and says, well, you know, we gave Drex a contract five years ago and Drex didn't do a good job, that can, that can things like that can hold mm -hmm. it up. And so that can, so even though they may say, well, we'll go to Ox Drex. Go back to Drax and ask him for this. So someone may make a recommendation, mm -hmm. and we need this back from Drax to make sure that mm -hmm. he, what is his insurance like, that sort of thing. And and that can add friction, meaning that when I say friction, I don't mean people arguing, but it can add, it can delay the process. So you would go and have a, that paper go back, mm -hmm. have to come back again. So that will take a month, two months, 
no, no, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Uh, months or two months. Um, mm-hmm. To to give you a real world example, mm-hmm. um, the the police rackets have been a pain for a lot of people for years. Okay, <laughs> and, and so in January, uh, shortly after they came back, within the first week of coming back. Uh, we had a meeting uh, with the PSs and the ministers and everything. We were talking about things that were mm-hmm. going to be an issue. So I raised my hand and I said, you know what? I'll take responsibility for getting it fixed. And despite what people may think, e-government isn't under me. It's under the premier's office. But, really? But I said, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. going to come back but, to but that. I then. said, I will take responsibility for getting the, the police rackets fixed. And would you believe development of the the solution only started in the first week in April because the three months was spent working through the whole process. The design of, and all that? Well, not, no, no, no. It was in design. The three months was working through, through getting the project approved, setting it out to tender, getting the tender, oh, yeah, and, the tender getting the quotes. So it's going to take um, less than eight weeks to develop the project, but it took 12 weeks to get through all of the mm. hoops and getting the quotes. So and out. 12 weeks to get there and then another eight weeks? Well, another eight weeks. So, so I'm, I'm saying by, by May it will be mm-hmm. fixed. By May it will be fixed. Okay. By the end of the May. So it will take between six and eight weeks. But I'm saying it will take, it took longer mm-hmm. to get through the process. We could start the development than actual development mm-hmm. time. And so uh, so can you imagine? And that's a small that project. That must be very frustrating. That's a small project. To get it fixed, that's a project where in the private sector, if you were working with a software company, you could literally do within a within a week. Yeah. Uh, and can you imagine? It took three months mm-hmm. to go through the whole process before we could even start. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, it took three months to be able to get to the contract stage mm-hmm. where you have to sign the contract with the with yeah. the developer. And that's probably something. Yeah. And that's probably typical. And, some, and, that, some, but and, some, and sometimes they more than three months. And, and imagine this was a small project yeah. that fell below a lot of the threshold. So imagine now trying to do a project like the airport. Yeah. Which, which is well, hundreds enough, of millions yeah. of dollars. And then you go years and years yeah, and cause years. Yeah, because the airport project, that's taken like almost two years now. Well, and, and, we, and we're still not yeah. uh, close to being yeah. able to, to break ground. So, yeah. so that's the sort of thing where I'm saying that uh, a project like that in the private sector, mm-hmm. we could have said, the police rackets is one of our products. You and I were in telecommunications. We could say this is this, this app isn't working. We want to get it mm-hmm. fixed. Bring in you can somebody. Make that exact bring in decision. somebody to fix it now. Mm-hmm. And within two weeks, you would have had it fixed, yeah. and the public wouldn't even know that there was a problem. Yeah. And government took three months yeah. to be able to see to stuff get like that right. too, honorable. I think you should let people know too, because I think like how you know it took three months to get off the ground, and then another eight weeks. I think you should just let the people know. You know. uh, yeah, but I, I guess we're letting them know through the shows like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, letting the them shows know. Shows like this. I, mean, uh, um, I want to ask about this consensus, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason I want, because you, you mentioned about, you know, you you can't be like, you know, the lady from Barbados. She could just go make a decision. and At the podium. At the podium, whatever. And you need a consensus. Tell us what is consensus. And the reason I want you to tell me this is because I had Honorable Jamal on the show. And he was talking about. The housing, one of the housing programs, mm-hmm. and one of the housing programs is that um, they're going to do 100% um, concession mm-hmm. for um, persons building five units or more apartments. And he says, only to all persons. And so I said, well, you know, I personally think it should be restricted to Turks and Caicos Islanders. I don't know if you slip, whatever, I because mean, I heard something she can't discuss at the cabinet. 
but he said it, he didn't, they didn't get the consensus in cabinet. So what does consensus mean in cabinet? 100%? Well, the thing about it is it, it, it's not, let me correct a few things. <laughs> it's uh, it's. I wish I'd ask the governor that well, question well, well, and interview well, 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 it's not. It's not a case. No, it means hundred percent. But I mean, let me say, it's not a case of saying you're not. You can't discuss what happened in cabinet because cabinet minutes are, are public. Uh-huh. What you're not supposed to do in cabinet is that cabinet is collective responsibility. So it means that if we go into cabinet and you are a minister and you bring something and I say I disagree, and we go back and forth, and you can't. So let's just say you wanted to bring something to offer for 100% concessions to Turks and Caicos Islanders, mm-hmm. I was the difficult person saying, we're not going to give it to them. And you couldn't deliver that paper. You cannot go out there and say, the Minister of Finance, EJ, was the cost of this paper not going through. You mm-hmm. can't say that. Mm-hmm. Okay, So that's what you do not suppose, because it's collective responsibility. Mm-hmm. Whatever decision come out of cabinet, everyone is held responsible for it. So whether mm-hmm. it's a good decision... Whether you support it or not. Yeah, so now, and because of that, there's a little bit of a pet peeve of mine. Every minister refers to government as my government. And, and, I, and, I, and I personally believe that the only the premier can say my government. And that's why anytime you hear me speaking, I always say our government versus mm. my government. Mm. Uh, but, but it does allow them to say it because everything comes out, out of cabinet is, is collective responsibility. Now, consensus means everyone agrees. Wow. And so everyone has a, has a veto vote. So one person disagrees. If the premier wants to deliver something and I say, uh, I don't agree, the premier can't bring that paper. Okay, it, will, it won't happen. It just will not happen. I mean, I think consensus should be majority. I don't well, think well, consensus should be um, 100%. I mean, otherwise... And that, and that 100% includes, and I know... The governor. I know... The the opposition will, will slightly disagree because it came out in, in, in some constitutional thing. But that 100% includes the DG and the AG and the governor. I thought the okay. DG doesn't vote. Well, because no one votes. No one votes. No one puts their hands up and votes. Mm. But everyone will say, does everyone have any comments? And if there's any debate going on, then the chairman of cabinet, which is the, the mm. governor, will, will then say, okay, you're not going to get this. You can't get this paper because there's this dissent. And so wow. no one, they don't say, well, raise your hands up and who's for it. Got it, got it. They'll just mm-hmm. say, they'll just get to read the room and say, uh, EJ and the Premier are disagreeing on, on, on this and, and mm-hmm. I can't see how, how it goes forward. Now, I don't want the public to know. The Premier and I aren't in there disagreeing. I'm only just using him. An example, say, example. I'm just example. using this example to say mm-hmm. the Premier is the Premier's position. And any minister can then say, I disagree and, and you can get something hold up. And the only thing the Premier can do by it is that the Premier can change you as a minister. But he can't force something through. Now, you have mm. to certainly respect the fact that, and I, I certainly do, that the premier is the captain of the team, and you try to give yeah. him... But, the, but, right. but, don't, but I, thought, I, thought the, I thought the elected officials, I thought all y'all meet together prior to cabinet, so y'all could agree. Um, and, and so when cabinet comes, hopefully all y'all agree and, and be able to convince the other three non-elected officials to come on your side. Well, the, the, the pre-cabinet is supposed to make sure that you don't have any debate among yourselves oh, okay. in cabinet. You know, so the idea is that you work through any issues. Okay. So when you get in cabinet, you, you're on your, uh, on, everybody's on the same page. So if there's a paper uh, that a minister disagrees with and, and they get to that point, then you can have a chance to pull it but before it goes to cabinet. That's, but, the, uh, but the fact is that, again, cabinet doesn't only include... Uh, the elected officials, all, other people, mm-hmm. and and then you would have uh, other people bringing in their, their opinions, and so you may you may not get. It. Uh, more often than not, we um, we 
we get consensus most of the time. I think more often than not, uh, if you did a thing, I mean, not every paper gets passed. I think the majority of the papers get passed. But you can have delays in papers. You can have things where where people get things sent back because they think, oh, I want to see more, you more clarity and, and all that. You're, you're thinking mm. like, I'm the minister. I know what it is that I want to achieve. Uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm happy with it. But another minister could say, or another mm. person of cabinet could say, no, I want more information. I, you know, I want more information on this, this Drexel character before, you know, or I want to see Drexel's uh, uh, um, insurance mm. uh, before we move forward. And if something, someone says something like that, even though I may be saying, we're going to get this thing done, we're going to hire uh, HLB, HLB mm. knows what they're doing. I worked with Drax for mm. many years. I trust him. Mm. Um, that is incorrect because if one person says, well, you might trust him, but I want to see something, mm. that has to technically wait for two weeks because cabinet won't be for another two weeks. Mm. Now, you can do things for Ron Robin and stuff and get around it, but the fact is that you can have little delays like that that adds two weeks, four weeks, you know, a month to, to something that the minister may be thinking that uh, that should be easy. And then when it come out, the people who are saying to you, but I thought you said you were going to get it passed mm. in cabinet. You can't go and say, well, um, I thought so too, but EJ held up the process. Mm. Yeah, that's what. Wow. So, so your hands are tied. I, I don't know. I mean, it's, I mean, I don't think the your hands are tied as much as the... Because you need consensus. The operating procedure. I mean, that's that's what we operate on. I mean, I mean exactly. I mean, I wouldn't call it tied, but it's certainly uh, designed to... Um, it's designed to, I've always, and I said it the other day in the House of Assembly, government, the government is structured for agility. The government is structured for compliancy and, uh, and accountability and transparency. Mm-hmm. Um, if you remember when, uh, during the Commission of Inquiry, when people say, well, how is it that they can be blaming the elected uh, ministers and the governor when, when, when was the right, right in the room? Mm-hmm. And then the governor, Tafari at the time, said, mm-hmm. I, I objected, but I got outvoted. So at that time, it wasn't consensus. At that time, it wasn't consensus. And so not consensus as defined mm-hmm. as the way it's defined now, because consensus could also mean majority. And so at that time, it was majority. Majority. Uh, and uh, I think it should be majority, even so, though... Because the outgoing governor, he was on the show with me, and he said one thing he would not recommend is the 2016? It's 2006, you mean? 2006. 2000, yeah, 2006. Six constitution. constitution. So he wouldn't recommend it. That's what causes us in trouble. I tell him, didn't, I tell him the constitution causes us in trouble. It's, it's the uses of the, uh, not the constitution. So, you know. so, so that's what happened, and so, okay. and so they went from saying, "Okay, well, consensus there is no longer majority," because you're not going to have the the governor being outvoted in cabinet, because the governor will always be outvoted in cabinet because he wouldn't have the numbers. You'd right, have the, you'd have the ministers uh, towards the governor, you, even if you say that the deputy governor and the AG are on the governor's side. Sometimes they say, "Well, no, we're not, we're not, we're, we're, we're not." There's not a side, hmm. so I don't want cabinet. But even if you say that, even if you took that position and said there's the governor's people hmm. versus the elected ministers, as you'd say, the elected versus non-elected, you still will ha- eight will always outdo three, hmm. and so. Um, they changed it to address that concern where they say, okay, everybody needs to agree. Oh, wow. Well, I think that's, I don't know, is that something that's part of the constitutional um, recommendations? recommendations? Um, well, the, um, the, 
I don't remember seeing anything to change mm-hmm. consensus, but I know that it, it was looking at who could vote in cabinet versus who can't mm-hmm. uh, vote in cabinet. Uh, but wow. it's, uh, I mean, that's a concern, really. I'll be honest with you. It's, it's a concern, especially what concerned me was, you know, when, uh, you know, we're not going to dwell on it, but where I said I think it should be restricted, you know, just for Turks and Caicos Islanders, of course, we're in cabinet. And say just say the governor say no, you know, as you're saying, then it wouldn't go through. But let me, be, let me say this: the the governor, from all of my two years in there with the governor, I don't think the governor had actually gave an opinion on anything, yes or no opinion, versus more he acted more as a facilitator hmm. and and to to get things through. So he he was more like an arbitrator where he goes like, uh, what, what's your opinion? What's your opinion? And very few times the governor will come in and say, mm-hmm. "Okay, this is my opinion." We've never, I've never had a case with the governor. Okay. Saying, I'm totally against this. And and, and and to be fair to him, to be honest, because uh, I know people say, "Oh, you guys are letting the governor tell you what to do." I have seen the governor expressed a view, and and, and the premier expressed a, a view, and and the governor changed not changed his position, but he's basically to say, "Premier, you know, you're right. that be you're the you're the, the you're the elected government." You know, so it's not like mm. oh, I'm not I'm not strong arming in my view onto anyone. This is my view, but but, but you're the premier, and I and, and I I respect that. You know, you okay. there, so that's interesting. So I mean, I I'd be honest. I have been in, and I'll say this. You'll hear me say this a few times. I have been in more cabinets than anyone else over the last two years. Mm-hmm. It, the governor, the deputy governor, the AG, the premier. I've been in more. Mm. If I missed if if I missed any cabinet, it would have only been mm. one in two mm. years, and I don't even think I've missed one. Uh, but certainly, I've been in more cabinets than anyone, and I've not been in a cabinet where the, where I've felt okay. the governor okay. strong armed anyone or forced anything down anyone. Okay, okay. Now you mentioned earlier too in your response, you said that e governance e governance is not under you. Can you elaborate? I thought that was, I thought that was your baby. I thought that's something that that you promised the people. Um, you know, now we're in two years in government, and I don't think we've seen any changes. I mean. Who's responsible for e-government? Why, 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 why are we now in 2023 and we haven't seen any progress? Well, well, let me let me put some things in time frame, but I'll tell you why. It's a good question, and um, why people think that e-government is under me as Minister of Finance is because the DETI department, which okay, is DETI, well, that's just the computer, that's just the computer oh, okay. unit, that's the mm-hmm. computer unit's fancy name. Mm-hmm. And it's the DETI means digitization, e-government, technology, and innovation. Got it. And so the computer unit has e-government in its name. And so people think we're responsible for e-government, but e-government isn't, uh, isn't, it's under the office of the premier. And if you go, oh. and if you go to the budget booklet, you'll see the line item under the office of the premier. Um, okay, that's interesting. Uh, so just to put things in, in, in timeline so people can understand. The computer unit, the DETI unit, is under the Ministry of Finance. When I became um, a minister, I became Minister of Health. And so I was in the Minister of Finance until legally the 4th of August. Okay. Uh, uh, what year was that? 20, 2021. 2021. Okay, 2021. Okay. So we, and I say legally because we made the changeover around the 28th of July. Okay. But, but, but the instrument for me wasn't dated until the 4th of August. But just let's say all of August. And so when I became the Minister of Finance, e-government was under me and so you have august september october november uh december january february uh it was moved to the office of the premier and the uh and then uh, but 
I still would have had the budget under the ministry. The budget, would have, the line item would have been under the Ministry of, um, of Finance. So you would be able to, we would have been able to sign off on any expenditure for it. But in the budget last year, uh, and people who would remember would know that the Premier spoke to it during his budget speech. During the budget, it was moved under, when I said moved, oh, I mean, office it, was, of it, was, it was actually moved oh, under okay. the Office of the Premier. So the Office of the Premier signs off and, and moves forward e-government projects. And so, but, okay, uh, but even though it's not under your portfolio, you are the government, you're part of the government, don't you all work together? Don't you all have a committee that you're part of the committee to make sure that this thing come to fruition before we decide whether we're going to give you guys a second term? Um, well, yeah, but I mean, the thing about it is that we, we are all ministers and, 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 and we, even though I say to you, we make decisions as a collective. If, if we made every decision at the departmental level uh, by committee, you we, we wouldn't get anything done, mm. and so um, oh okay, and so yes. Yeah, so when the team came down from the uh, the UK, uh, I sat in meetings with them. I just sat in a meeting just now um, with the minister of uh, home affairs in a meeting, but that's his that's his ministry, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have day to day visibility. I understand. That. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I could sit in the meeting and say, well, I think we should do this, but once I'm out of the meeting. I, I'm not getting copied mm. on on emails on a daily basis. I'm not making day to day choices. So I may see something in January and not have visibility for, of it for a couple of months. Uh, but no, but it, it certainly um, it is. Like I said it's not under. It's not, I know everybody keeps asking me about it. In a yeah, few, I, in a I few mean, ta- I just I just automatically okay, assume that a you few were town hall meetings. Uh, people ask me about it, and it's like we've got a question for the uh, the deputy premier. What about it relating mm. to e-government? But no, no, it's actually part of the office of the premier. All right. So when okay after the budget is passed, I'll invite the premier on the show, on uh, sometime in May or June, and I could ask him to provide us with an update on the e-governance. I think that's in I think that's in the contract that you guys. Promised. No, it, 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 is, it is in the people's contract. And I know um, it's two years now. It's probably going to take another like two years to develop. Well, but the thing about it is, as as I said to the premier before. Um, E-government, rolling out e-government. E-government is not an application that you put into a machine and click install it. No, it's it's a continuous thing. Okay, so you every department has a different need. Mm -hmm. So the dental department has a different need from the education department, Mm -hmm. and the education department have multiple e-government requirements. And the Crown Land Unit has a uh, has an e-government requirement. So so e-government simply means that government is running digitally, and and, and more more than likely you can interface with the government department through the internet. Okay, so all of those are, uh, are different applications. So the police rackets application is something different, as I said to you, from the vaccination uh, application and TCI assured when people were coming in. Those are all different, yeah. different projects. And so, and everyone likes to look at Estonia as the uh, as the poster child of. Yeah, government. I know everybody uses and, Estonia. And, and Estonia started e-government projects in, in the mid 1990s, mm-hmm. but people only knew about it for let's just say the last 10 years mm-hmm. people talking about Estonia. So imagine now from from the 1990s, so 10 years ago would have been 2013, mm-hmm. and they started mid-1990s. So they would have been running it for 18 years True. before the world starts running, before the world True. starts finding out about it. True. So all of a sudden now, even, even, if, even if my math is wrong, you say, well, they were working on it for 10 years before the world starts finding out about it. It was, it was a multi-year project. Yeah, yeah. And then all it's, of a sudden yeah. now people see it and they go, wow, and they think it was overnight. And mm-hmm. then they come to the Turks and Caicos and other islands and they go, oh, we want to see it within mm-hmm. four years. We want you to completely go mm-hmm. from a manual process 
with mm-hmm. a culture that's ingrained around manual processes and come up with a brand mm-hmm. new system within, within, within mm-hmm. four years. And so and I, and I told the premier that even coming in, I said, it's, it's a lot more, more difficult than that. Then you don't just want to digitize people's personal rackets and then hackers hack into it. So you need to worry about the security. You have to worry about connectivity. So it's a number of different things you have to put into place. And so it wasn't, it wasn't going to be anything that was going to be able to be pulled off within, within, uh, within two years or even mm-hmm. four years. We, some projects will get done. And like yeah. I said, your police records will get done because that was a vexing problem, but not a technically difficult problem. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and even with that, it would still take mm-hmm. uh, you know, very much longer yeah. than it should take. So, so, what, okay, so what about the national ID card? The national ID card is coming. That that is. A, That's that, not hold up. It's moving. It's moving. It's, it's moving. Because I, mean, I think it, I think a tender went I th- out. I think for... the tender was uh, the tender went out and and, and people have applied. Oh okay. Okay. Because I, I, I think that's I think that's a revolution and, too. And, and I think that um, the uh, the tender will probably be might be will be awarded soon or probably was already awarded. Okay. Uh, and 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 it's a, it's a necessity for us to get to where we want to be, in terms of the national ID. But even that. Even that um, so took, took longer than what we than, yeah. than it should take, uh, and um, and the decision making around it wasn't as agile as you'd want it to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Now, tell us. I know we recently established um, TCI Finance. Yes. And of course, you know you have the financial services as well. Yes. Explain to the viewers the difference between. Why are you smiling, EJ? Because I'm, I'm a big fan of TCI. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, tell and us FSC. about financial services. And what is... Because a lot of people... The reason I bring this is because a lot of people don't see any promotion of the financial services. And I what I gathered is that that's not the FSC's responsibility. I no. gathered that the FSC is just a regulatory body. They're, they're not really responsible for promotion. And so we've created this... Com- we created this... Um, Entity. PPP, is it? What do you call it? It's, uh, well, it's not a public partner, private uh, partnership, but it's certainly... Um, it Quasi. Is, but it's a... Uh, I'll explain to the viewers. It's a non-profit organization that, that government has a stake in. So so it's a, it's a joint venture. With similar government. to the yeah, DMO. It's, it's, similar yeah, to what the DMO will be. Yeah, yeah it's a JV with government. It's, okay. a, it's a joint venture with government. Um, but... Here, here's the thing about it, is that the FSC is the regulator. And so the FSC's remit, their job is not to promote the industry. So the FSC's job isn't to go out there and say, hey, you know what, we want to be in crypto. We're going to start to promote crypto. Their job is where if someone comes in and says, we want to be in the crypto market space, to say these are the things we, we need you to comply with to ensure it's not being used for, for let's say, for lack of a better term, criminal purposes. You know, mm-hmm. um, money laundering, terrorist financing, those sorts of things. So that's the FSC's job. Right. And so the industry shaped itself and grew itself um, to, to the most part. Someone will have an idea. They'll come here and they'll say, oh, the legislation isn't in place. Yeah. Uh, they may lobby a minister to try and get it changed. But more often than not, it was incremental growth. No one marketed the terms yeah. ticket. Yeah, it was and, very little. And so that's uh, why we are where we are now. And so the, and the but so the FSC did its job because its job is not to market it. But we would always say that we have to diversify the economy, and financial services was there, and all of a sudden we weren't we weren't promoting it. We weren't modernizing the legislation. You know, there was no one idea, uh, and so came in and um, 
Cayman BVI and BVI Bermuda. and Bermuda. It was killing us. And I was telling someone, I put it out to them before, that Cayman has maybe 20,000 persons more than us. Let's even say 30,000. Probably, and yeah. Probably. So, mm-hmm. so Cayman isn't double yeah. our size. No. Okay? So I'm saying no. Cayman, Cayman is a bit bigger than we are. Mm-hmm. And when I was campaigning, I was uh, I was making a big deal about four, getting to four hundred million, and we we went basically within one year from three hundred million in revenue to four hundred million, and that was a huge deal for us, historic. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to get to five hundred million, and we'll be jumping up and down if we got to five hundred million. When I spoke with my colleague, who was the uh, the finance manager for Cayman, so I said it was Chris uh, Sanders. I said, Chris, well, what are you guys looking at? And Chris said to me, this was December, we're on track to do $1.2 billion in mm. revenue and uh, end of March. Can you imagine that? We were hitting $400 million. Mm-hmm. They, they, are, they were 1. hitting $1.2 billion. Billion. Mm-hmm. Three times this revenue mm-hmm. size. Three times the revenue mm-hmm. size. Mm-hmm. Okay? So 300%. Okay? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm saying it. They're about maybe 30% bigger than us in terms of the, the, the population. The population. But they're 300 times, uh, 300% yeah. mm-hmm. big in terms of revenue. And so can you imagine with that type of – so even if their cost was crazy, even, yeah. if, they, even, if, they're, even if they're spending a, a billion dollars a year on that, do you know the type of things they can deliver for their citizens? I know. With that thing? And, and financial services is contributing about like six, seven hundred million. Yeah, it's, in, it's, in a, it's at least 50, so yeah, 50, that, 50, 50. Five percent, fifty percent of their – yeah. And their financial services com, uh, sector is contributing more and government revenues than our whole budget mm-hmm. and our whole entire budget. That's right. And uh, and so can you imagine, I keep talking, can you imagine what you can do for your people? Why do you think Cayman has the highest paid police officers? Why do you think Cayman has a helicopter and we don't have a helicopter? Why do you think Cayman looks manicured and we, we, and we don't look manicured? Because Cayman has the money. And so, but we kept on sitting down saying we're going to diversify the sector, but no one did it. We talk, uh, yeah, but we, we talked about it, and so uh, and so we stood up TCI Finance Limited uh, with the sole goal of promoting the sector. And can you imagine? And we did well last year, and our revenues from the sector was fourteen million. Fourteen million. Oh, FSE. I looked at the FSE, and it was mm. ten million before and mm. the year before, and now it's fourteen. Fourteen million. Mm. Can you imagine? Fourteen million. Cayman's getting like six hundred million, mm. six seven hundred million, a lot of potential, and we're getting fourteen million. Mm. And I said to the the media. Even if we got it to $25 million, we're still not a player. But getting it to $25 million, we'll almost double our yeah, revenues. Yeah. It'll be huge for Turks and Caicos. But the amount of room for growth is, uh, is huge. I, I think there's yeah. a lot of potential. And so, and so we, that's why we stood up TCI Finance Limit, whose job it is, is to shape the sector, market the sector, get us our, our revenues up. But, I, but, but, but when you think about Cayman's numbers, I don't know what Bermuda's numbers are, but Bermuda's numbers have similar numbers. And BVI is significant yeah, too. Yeah. BVI, majority of BVI's revenue yeah, it's, is it's, coming it's, from it's financial, financial services. services. Yeah. And so, um, and that's why I smile because um, I don't think we are going to see the huge gains while I'm in politics from TCI Finance Limited. Because I think you're going to have a hockey-shaped thing. It's going to go like this, and then it's going to go take off. And so I think that we'll probably do, you know, get to about $25 million, uh, by the end of next term, if we do a second term. But I think 20 years from now, we will look back, mm. and we will say, wow, 
uh, that TCI Finance Limited thing, marketing the trucks and mm-hmm. kickers, that really we're starting to be a player. Now, I think gone are the days when we can get hundreds of millions of dollars from it, but but we should be able to to make it a more of a uh, significant contributor to, to our revenues than, than, than just at 14 million out of 400. I think it's a great initiative, to be honest with you. Um, I'm on the board, and, you know, I I um, I don't want to be on any more boards. I don't want to be on I, – I just don't want to. I just want to deal with the entire commission. And then, you know, after David Stewart, say, Draxel, man, we need you to come join the board. And I say – and then when I joined the board, I could see – you know, it's, it's exciting, and 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 I I just hope it works because I think it, I think we have a lot of potential. Uh, we depend so much on tourism, and and this is a great step of diversifying the economy. Well, I think I I think I mean the uh, there are some trucks and kickers islanders who are on it, person like yourself, uh, Rochelle, Rochelle Musgrove, yeah. uh, Angela is on it. Yes, Irvin. Yes, Irvin Quelch. Irvin Quelch. Yes, and uh, Angela's on it. Mm-hmm. And I am actually, and these are people who, I, who I'm big fans of. You yeah. know, I mean, uh, and I think they will do well yeah. for the trucks and cakes. And I don't think you guys are going to get the credit because, like I said, by the time it takes off, mm. you'd probably be off the board. Yeah. You wouldn't be on. I mean, board. credit is not but, a big deal but, for me. But, but I think, I think, when you look back, people will see that standing up TCI Finance Limited. Uh, and the type of talent we have at the board level and that we're bringing in. It's going to be a huge difference maker. The public won't see it right now, mm-hmm. but it's uh, if this was sports, we've just assembled the, the the makings of a championship team. And while we won't get to deliver the championship within four years, I can guarantee we will be, mm-hmm. we will be thought leaders. We'll certainly be thought leaders in the industry. Uh, and when we show up at conferences and everything, the Turks and Kings will be shown in the, the best light. But I think when we start delivering the championships, people will look back and, mm-hmm. and, and not realize that it started. It started mm-hmm. in 2022 with TCI mm-hmm. Finance Limited. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's a great start. Um, obviously, measured by the output that we we we, we get, and I, I think it's a start. And, and a lot of people might not appreciate it now, as you say. But I, but once we see, we, we reap the benefits, because you imagine you imagine like you know during the months of September when there's hurricane. You know your tourism is impacted, but if we have a vibrant financial service industry. Hurricane can't impact that. You know what I mean? No, okay. So it, it's all well, year round. That's why, you know, that's why during the pandemic. But like I said to you, is this Cayman has so much cash that we people we talk about? Oh, you have to get Cayman's helicopter. Well, how? Why wouldn't Cayman have a helicopter if they <laughs> yeah. can afford it? I mean, yeah. the the we are not spending close. Well, so we are not spending. We're underspent. Yeah, we are spending the money that the country is bringing in. But let's just say the country is bringing in 150 million more. You know mm. what the things that we could do. Yeah. Um, first of all, we could we could bring in the type. We can we can get the people trained. Yeah. We can bring in the expertise to help us get the uh, be able to get our projects out on time. Yeah. But with that type of revenues, the the uh, we would have a lawn all the way from the airport to the ends of the island. We wouldn't have dust going across the street. Yeah. Every road will be paved. Uh, Civil servants will be the best paid yeah. civil servants in the world. Our police and our nurses. Our because we have the money, we'll we can do it. We'll yeah, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's why we say Cayman pays its police force. Mm-hmm. Very, very, very. Good. Yeah, I mean all the. Yeah. I mean all of Cayman is getting paid well. Yeah. You know, and I tell people when you talk about e-government, if you go out there and roll out an application for, uh, let's just say, let's just pick an easy one. Let's say police rackets. And let's say we got the exact same thing that Cayman gets. The cost to us is more than likely exactly the same mm. that it will cost to Cayman. 
let's just use a bigger project. Let's say a much bigger project. Uh, let's just say take the airport as an example. Mm-hmm. The cost to us as at, the, at that airport, if Cayman got the same size, which would be enough for them, it will cost us about the same. It will cost Cayman, but as a percentage of revenue for Cayman, it'll be nothing. Yeah. Yeah. But for us, it will be a huge deal. And yeah, they probably could even, they probably have enough money to pay for it out of their pocket. That's exactly the point I'm making. Yeah. So I'm saying, so in terms of ruling out ego, but they can go and say, uh, oh, this system is going to cost a million. Let's get, let's do the, bring in the best people in the world to do mm-hmm. it. Spend five million on it. And so five million to them would be less of an impact to them than a million dollars would be for us. Yeah. And so um, that's what they, all that revenue gives them the ability to do. So we need to get our revenues up. Uh, that's why it was important to me to move from 300 million because at the highest revenue the trucks and gigs had seen before we came in it was 303 million i think maybe could be as high as 300 but is that something that and this government out. has done or is it just natural growth is it well we, i'm going to say this that we had a huge jump it was an organic jump okay and, and uh and and i had a debate with the leader of the opposition because the leader of the opposition said in the house hmm. he said you know the minister of finance is acting as if he had something to do with it he oh didn't, really he didn't oh, have anything okay. to do with it that uh you you met everything in place and you just benefited so my answer was that if we're not the uh if you if you don't want to give me credit for it then you have to at least give me credit for being the most blessed Minister of Finance, because it happened, <laughs> you know, it happened under my time. I mean, come on. I mean, let's let's be fair. You know, uh, you, you you had you had you had governments who come in and say we paid off the debt. Okay? Yes, Some yes. Some say we build this and we build that, and you'd be thinking, the truth of the matter is, these things may be in the works for for a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so other people go and say, oh, I, I did this, and I did that, and you know, these things take longer than the time that they were in. But everybody takes credit. Yeah. So you can't now. When I when I minister finance and we have the you got highest, a point. highest revenue growth ever, you got a point. And then say no 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 you you yeah. didn't you didn't you yeah. didn't do that everyone else because then we, we're, we're going to yeah. nitpick at everyone because you know with all governments sometimes is built on successive yeah. so, governments some policies and stuff. So yeah. I I would settle for that uh, EJ was the most blessed minister of finance <laughs> uh, because it was truly the blessings of God. It was uh, it's the blessings of it God, is. And, and I just happened to be the 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 minister at the yeah. time it happened. Uh, but I, but I campaigned on it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like I came in here and I locked. You did at campaign it, on yeah, it, and, and said, mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden I'm mm-hmm. sitting in one yeah. day and realizing that I, I campaigned on it. I spoke about how the country needed to get to 400 million this term. Uh, I felt confident that we could do it, but even when people felt that we couldn't do it, uh, it happened. Uh, yeah. It turns out that I, I may look like I might have been more pessimistic than optimistic because I think we're going to end our term much higher than 400 million. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think we'd do well. So it wasn't like I didn't expect it to happen. So you can at least say I talked it into, I spoke it into existence, uh, and, and and it happened. Okay, let's move on about now the U.S. currency. It seems you know a lot of um, critics are saying that you know the U.S. currency will become irrelevant, and of course you know that we use U.S. currency. We've been using it. For, I don't know how many years we've been using U.S. currency. Well. From the time I was a little child, the only thing I know about is is, is U.S. currency. Um, what what plans the, the the government has in place to deal with um, the replacement of the U.S. currency, if there's any? Are we going to be using the the, the bits coins? What what are we going to be accepting other forms of of currency? Uh, what's it? Bit bits? Well, there's Bitcoin. Yeah, I, I mean, anything, but. Um, 
What 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 is, is that an issue or, or you, it's not a concern I, at this I moment? Mean, I I because you brought it up. I mean, it's not as a concern. It's uh, not for me. Okay, but, but since you brought it up, I will address it. Okay, and and I, and I will say that um, I will say it this way, and I'm only going to say it because we are we are on this show, and I want to I want to you know tie it in, make make a little bit of a joke. Um, when I when I was in my previous role, and you and did your, yourself, yeah, and you in your previous role. Sometimes my you, competitor. Uh, mm-hmm. No, let me tell you. I remember one time, um, you all had your infomercial, and you were talking about push to talk, and, and oh my god, that's a long no, time no, ago, no, EJ. No, 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 I mean, but, but, yeah. but still relevant. It's still uh-huh. relevant. And I remember uh, Rachel Harvey being the host of it, and she worked in your marketing. Yes, and, and, and I got a lot of calls. People saying, "Oh my goodness, Kip and Miles is saying this, 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 and this." And I said to them that. Um, the other side, which is you guys, they say they're smart also. You know, uh, they're going to do things. They're going to assess where we're at. They're going to look at what they need to do, and they're going to make adjustments. And so don't think we're going to win every single, every single battle. What we have to do is we have to stick to what we do well, because, because that's what happened. Because then you're going to do something well, and we're going to assess where you're at. But if we keep changing what we're doing to mm-hmm. address the, the, the competition, um, then we're not going to... Um, Otherwise, you keep changing all the time, too. We're achieve what we want. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I said it to make the point. I threw that in there. It's a, but I, I said it's because it's parallel is that the those countries have looked at the strength of the United States and said, here's what we're going to do to make sure that we're not always beholden to the U.S. dollar. But the U.S. isn't silly, isn't, uh, is not crazy either. They will make adjustments. So isn't it going to be the U.S. is going to just stand there with, as a deer in the headlights mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden they lose all of this influence and it goes down to zero? Mm-hmm. They will make adjustments. They will make adjustments, and their partners in the uh, in North America, Canada, and the UK, uh, and and France, and uh, and Germany, and those they will come together, and they will they will strengthen, and they will work mm-hmm. together for it. And so it doesn't mean so. It's not like all of a sudden it will just yeah, go away. The, the, the influence of the U.S. dollar mm-hmm. is going to go to where it was the uh, the world currency where it's going to go down to zero. It's not going to happen. Okay. Um, by geography, I'm going to say I don't. I'm not speaking for the government. I'm just speaking uh, personally. Uh, personally, now, mm-hmm. by geography and by the fact that we are we are a British colony, we're going to be tied to the U.S. dollar and to the West. And also, our economy, the tourism. Yeah, it's always going to be. It's always going to be tied to that. Mm-hmm. And so, we we can't, and we don't have the even. I want to say the luxury. We don't have the ability to be able to go and say we're going to move away, uh, and to to something completely different. The the United States has certain France, again, Canada and the UK and those, they're going to work together and they're going to strengthen, they're going to do what's in their best interest to counteract any negativity to to what they think, uh, to what they see is in the best interest mm. of, of them. Okay? Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm pretty confident that it's going to work out. Now, that okay. said, okay. even before this, as a thought exercise... I was wondering whether or not we should have accept whether or not we should accept mm. the euro as official currency, uh, just because as uh, official or as a second. Well, not well, it was second. I mean, not oh, not okay. the second. I mean, mm. I correct myself as an additional as an additional as an okay uh, as an official currency where it could be spent here and and do it. Okay, and, and and so I've been thinking about that. It doesn't mean that I'm saying this is what we're going to do mm-hmm. because I haven't put enough thought in it to look at the mm-hmm. pros and cons. But I think there is some merit. Uh, without having to look at the downside, I think there's some merit to being able to to make the euro uh, one uh, one of the currencies that accepted here. And I do believe, despite the fact that the, uh, 
the the UK have pulled out of the EU, I do believe that this merit and having closer ties with the EU, and and having uh, and and treating this as a stop for uh, from for investments, but even tourism, where you're getting direct flights from France and Germany mm, and those because they go to Haiti. France, your friends goes to Haiti. Mm-hmm, There's mm-hmm. no reason why your friends can't come here. And I do believe that um, that. Um, that we can have closer ties with the EU. Now, like I said, there's some some mm. downside to it, mm-hmm. uh, but I but I w- I would love for our people to be able to come become more worldly, mm-hmm. learn different languages, multiple languages, being mm-hmm. able to work in Europe and get more world experience. And I believe having a closer tie. Now, the UK pulled out of the EU, yeah. And this was my thoughts before that, pre that, uh, that we should have closer ties and have Europe looking at the Turks and Caicos as their choice destination outside of Europe and the Caribbean mm-hmm. and then we have all the, all of the, the major European countries wanting mm-hmm. to to I mean yeah that's a good idea actually I mean hopefully with the TCI finance all there will be some ripple of effects from that as well once we start promoting financial service industry they'll also see it as a as a tourism industry yeah. You know, no, I, mean, I, I would want to see BEA, which mm-hmm. is coming here now, but Air mm-hmm. France and, I understand. Uh, and those coming here mm-hmm. and, and people, investors are coming from Germany and, like I said, in France and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I don't want to say Greece and those who have a problem, but, uh, but a number of the major European powers, uh, economic powers, uh, having mm-hmm. uh, financial investments mm-hmm. in the Turks and Caicos, and they're yeah. seeing that, it, that this is their choice destination. Yeah. Well, we have to wrap up now, but I want to ask you this question because um, a lot of people, you know, we just, they just, you know, Tremaine and Didi just had a conference, economic power, empowerment conference. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I, I'm always on social media. I don't like to be on it, but I, I get it. It's your brand. But I, exactly. I, I do my articles and so I get out of people's business by writing things, you know, mm-hmm. I get in people's face mm-hmm. and so to speak. And, you know, so a lot of people are concerned about, you know, the widening of this gap between the haves and the have-nots. And I hear you talking about all this investment, um, trying to attract, you know, European investors, so to speak. And there's some people that feel that, I know you talk about Cayman, $1.2 billion, and we had 400 But a lot of people believe that, you know, we need to stop the growth and do an examination of what we have. Because all we're doing, the country is growing, but the, the 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 locals are not feeling it, and they feel that we should just stop it, because they make no sense for locals benefiting from any. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, tell people why we can't stop the growth, or why shouldn't. We? If, if there's a reason for slowing down the the growth, it's it's the fact that housing. There's no housing uh, inventory. Okay. So the middle class have been priced out of the market, and Airbnb and its like have taken a lot of inventory out. So everyone, yes, that is everyone true. who had something in their yard to cover, help cover their mortgage, their gatehouse, their mid-quarters or whatever they called it, and they were renting it out, now rented out short-term rent. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so uh, it's things that would have been made available long-term for persons who couldn't get it at a reasonable price, that inventory has been dried up. Yes. And, uh, and long-term. Uh, and then cost. There's a shortage. And cost. Uh, cost of construction is very high, and every time you do a major project, it means more persons. You increase the the workforce mm-hmm. beyond what you can get domestically. Yeah, you have to and bring so people in. People have to come in, and and they're eating up there. So you have hotels locking down whole apartment buildings, mm-hmm. and those sorts of things. And so it makes it uh, certainly uh, 
seller's market, and so prices are very high. So if, there, if there's a reason to slow it down, I would say that that's certainly the reason. Mm. Um, we, our economy is built on foreign direct investment, mm. and so it's just what it is. And so you're always going to see the investment coming from the outside being huge compared to the the investment Local. here. Okay, mm-hmm. so you're going to come here and you're going to see a billionaire building a thirty, forty, fifty million dollar home, and um, and these are billionaire Americans or Europeans, and then you're thinking, wow, you know, I, I I can't I can't get to that. We have to do a better job, though. That said, with getting the Turks and Caicos Islanders involved in the growth of the economy. So as the economy gets more successful, as we grow the economy, that they grow and mm-hmm. they become more successful. And and, and we, we, we as, and I'm not talking about now the Charles Washington Mizzou government, mm-hmm. but as a government, we, mm-hmm. we've done a very bad job at, mm-hmm. at getting our people tools for that, getting our people ready for it, and getting our people being, being investors. You know, the... Um, Gone are the days when people would say, okay, I want a piece of land that they, they could flip, you know, or, or make me somebody's partner, okay? Uh, and we don't want that anyway. So, so we, we, don't, we don't want that. that. That's not a recipe for a long that's – not, that's not sustainable long term. Mm-hmm. And so we have to find a way to get people to be more entrepreneurial and minded uh, and where they can get access to capital and where they can start to be – owners in the development and not just fronting for the development mm-hmm. uh, and getting something. Because, again, you only have a limited amount of persons who can who you can do that for. So we have to do a better job of getting people involved. Now, in terms of slowing down the economy, the world doesn't work that way. You can't put it on, trucks and kickers on pause and mm. then for 10 years and then say, we're going to then open it up. Because what happens is that when you put it on pause, another country, another economy goes in vogue and then now mm. you're playing I understand now, you now I just want you to say so, to so, people so mm-hmm. the, the, the people that say because for instance I mean, let, let's, everyone wants to to outdo the other person mm. and so when you you have hotel uh, knocking down your door say I want to build the next big thing and we've got this cheap, access to this cheap capital we want to build this if you say no 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 we're not going to take we're not looking at new hotels right now they're going to go to your competitor and I mean there's a story years ago uh, and I, I think there's more truth to it Atlantis? on how Atlantis came to Turks and Caicos yeah. first and then uh, whatever happened I've heard the story of what happened but whatever happened they said uh, Turks and Caicos wasn't ready for that type of development and then they went to the Bahamas yeah and, uh, I heard that too and so so regardless of what we have and people may say oh I, I would not have wanted Atlantis we would have wanted the fact is that we're still playing catch up in mm-hmm. terms of tourism to, to the Bahamas even high end tourism and we also yeah. need money for roads, we need money for. So exactly, you know, so we need to pay our civil servants more. And, so and, and so, what I would say is this to anybody who say this: there's just some things you have to do in parallel. You just have to be bad at it, you know. And and so that's what, the deal. Okay? We got to find that balance. And I, and I go into government, and people go and say, "Well, you don't know how government operates." Well, the fact is that however it operates, it's not operating efficiently, and we need to be better at it. We need to be better at being able to increase the housing stock. There's certain things that we can do to increase the housing stock, like with, with government. We can take the bull by the horns and say, this, we're going to increase housing stock instead of just waiting for investments to do it. It'll mean... Mean de- government building it'll, it'll, mean, it'll mean defunding one priority to mm-hmm. fund that as a priority. Mm-hmm. But there's certain things that we can do. We just have to be better at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when during the pandemic, we were able to give out stimulus. We can use that sort of uh, thinking and say we're going to 
we're going to put subsidized homes out there, we're going to take it, and we're going to make this our priority. Like I said, it will mean defunding another priority. Yeah. But it's uh, we just have to be better at delivering the needs of the people while we still we are still mm. growing the country. I don't yeah. think we can afford to to so put stop. the country on pause or put stop, mm. and then all of a sudden, ten years from now, when you start to open it up, yeah. you're you're no longer the hot brand. People don't realize. Mm. I, I that agree with you. Trucks and Caicos brand mm-hmm. has a shelf life. Mm-hmm. And while in that shelf life, maybe 15 years, maybe 25 years, in, in your lifetime, you may think that the Turks and Caicos was the hottest thing yeah. during your 25 years of your, your, of your adulthood. But that has a, that has a shelf life. And, mm-hmm. and, and Jamaica used to be a hot destination. The Bahamas mm-hmm. was a hot destination. Um, Barbados mm-hmm. was a hot destination. Yeah. The Cayman Islands. Every, everything and, and, and has so, cycled. And so it's, it, it, you don't want to be the generation mm-hmm. growing up when you're not the hot brand anymore yeah. and you and something else have supplemented yeah. you and then that generation is going to be saying oh why did you make that yeah, decision you don't live with regrets okay. and so, stuff. so we, we can't afford to do that I think what we need to do is just be better at uh, getting the citizens more involved in the success of the country yeah. uh, doing a better job at that yeah. And we also need to do a better job in making sure that driving down the cost yeah. of living for for our people. I think that's it. I think you. I think that's very good. And we have to find that balance. I, I don't think we should stop development. I think we need to find a way, like you say, we do it in parallel. You know, with empowering the citizens at the same time, yeah. encouraging. And, and we need to. We need it. We need to do it where mm-hmm. it's long term and sustainable. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to move away from the point where people go and say. Uh, find me, find me an investor. Yeah. So basically, they're saying is that I'm not bringing anything, but I want the, I want you to pay me up an investor mm-hmm. so I can get something. We need to move. Over, we need to move to the point where, where you're the developer, mm-hmm. and 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 you're looking for uh, financing. Yeah. And so the foreign direct investment is coming in as your partner. Yeah. Versus you just saying I don't know anything about the hotels, but. Uh, you put me with this hotel, and I'm going to sit there back and get, you know, five, ten thousand dollars every month. Uh, with a, I mean, we, we need people who who are growing up. It's their business. They're getting expertise in the business, and the the people who are bringing the money, the foreign investment, is, are their partners and their true partners. Got it. Do you have any um, closing remarks? I mean, I hope in your closing remarks you give RTC some great news because I think they need a bigger space. So I think RTC really needs to be. Um, the voice of the Turks and Caicos, and I think they need bigger space, more staff. And your closing remarks can you also address the RTC situation for us? Well, well, I would say that the um, Chris, that, you got to pay me for this. Yeah, I that, that RTC, RTC. Uh, we certainly need a vision for RTC, and I'm not saying that we don't have a vision. What I'm saying is that I think it's going to grow from the vision. RTC isn't under me, and I've said this even when I was minister. Oh now, yes, it's not I don't you. like to speak to another minister because. I mean, our job is to go out there and sell ourselves in the sense that, you know, mm-hmm. we, I mean, we're politicians, we want to be reelected. And if they hear that the Minister of Finance is using his inside information to, to make their bold announcements, I'm going to be taken away from I, that. I, I, and so so I, I want the minister who's responsible for it to mm-hmm. be able to speak. I forget that's not the speak for their, their bold mm-hmm. ministry. The, uh, my job, and I like to, to joke with this, that my job is to, uh, I don't, I'm not the minister of, keeping people healthy, and I'm not the minister of building things. I'm the minister of making money, uh, making sure that my revenue is coming in. Okay. I, I just said it's kind of tongue-in-cheek to say that my, my job is to ensure that the uh, – my main job is to ensure that we, we, the country is able to, to meet its obligations to the uh, to okay. to its citizens and to, to the country and to the environment. Mm. And, uh, and we've done a pretty good job so far, the Ministry of Finance. 
uh, has done a pretty good job the, uh, uh, ensuring that. And I think we, to be able to have the biggest problem is that we're underspent. That's a tremendous job by the, the Ministry of Finance and the PS and yeah. our team to say that. Because normally most countries would say we don't have enough money and we right, can't achieve right. things. Oh, and we, have to to be a, we have to be in austerity measures, and we, we, we don't have to. And I think the, the Ministry of Finance has done a phenomenal job ensuring that. And, I, and, I, and it's not just the Ministry of Finance, of course, it's the whole government. But we have done a phenomenal job ensuring that our biggest problem is that we can't spend it mm. fast enough. Yeah. You know, that's a good problem to have yeah. versus saying we, we have... But a I think you all have project managers now, right? So. Well, we're, 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 we're coming mm-hmm. up with ways in which mm-hmm. we think that we can get it addressed. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to completely address it, mm-hmm. but I think that the, the public wouldn't appreciate the fact that it's the rules around compliance, around getting these projects done, mm-hmm. is the limiting factor versus our government ambition, because we have to certainly mm-hmm. have the ambition, and, we are, we're, and, and we're a very blessed government to have yeah. grown to have grown under our term within two years, how much we have grown. And despite yes. what anyone has said, uh, that's the blessings of God, and, and, we, are, absolutely. and, and, and we are the recipients of that mm-hmm. uh, the, those blessings. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you, um, Honorable EJ. Um, I wish you the best in this um, financial um, year. Um, yeah, your new financial year started on April 1st. Um, I wish you also the best in the remainder of your term in government. I wish... Hopefully, you know, we'll see what happens in 2024, I, I just want to hear you say before we leave that you're, you're, you've given us an A+. Plus. I can look at some of the points. I um, There may be some points I need to review my grades, um, but you're not an A+. Plus. You're not an A-plus government, not yet. I'll say this that most people don't. don't. Not an A-plus yet. And, and I, I don't like to um, pre I don't like to deliver news before we actually had the opportunity because I mm. want to be able to do it during my budget speech. But I'll say this to you. I'll give you this. The MSME grant program yes. last year, last financial year, was the first year they ran out of money. Wow. Like all before. I, and yeah. I, and I tell people that before. Yeah. When we came in, and every week I used to push it out. Front time it was there. established yeah. in 2016. Yeah. And we're, always, and we're always underspending, underspending. Mm that the MSME grant program literally hit, hit its target, spent every single dollar. And that's a huge well, that achievement, is, that a huge achievement on InvestTCI. I'm glad to see on, on, people on are Invest thinking TCI about and, and, and the CEO, Angela Musk, yes, over there. For sure. they, they, they hit their target. And, and I felt that uh, if we had more money budgeted for them, they would do even mm-hmm. more. Right. But we're certainly on a track now to empowering a significant number of trucks and gigs. I'm glad every, to see that. Every year. to hear that. And uh, and then that's a huge achievement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I sh- should have waited until my budget speech, but I want people to know that when they come and think that that we're not helping entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. we are helping entrepreneurs hugely. And that's not even the the new thirty thousand dollar grants mm-hmm. to say okay, that's, we just have been giving out more. That was this ten thousand dollar one. It's just that we are now better at assessing these proposals. Yeah, and and and, and getting and the people process the is simpler and the application yeah, yes, forms yes. are simpler. Well, I mean, I wish you the best, as I said, and, and, it's, and enjoy the rest of your week. And those of you watching, listening, this is Financially Speaking. Um, tune in for next week for another um, time here on um, RTC. Please support RTC. You can do them by advertising on the show um, and, 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 and promoting the show and, 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 and to make RTC, to maintain RTC in its number one position, like our flow is always number one. 
when it comes to Digicel. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Enjoy the rest of your week. This is 